The butch queen is the brother to the femme queen. Like the lesbian community was broken to butch and femme, ballroom broke queens into butch and femme as well. The butch queen is the most diverse identity in the ballroom community. It is important to remember that ballroom history is black history. With the popularity of ballroom comes gentrification by those who have no real ties to the ballroom community. But back to butch queens. Butch queens are known to switch it up or twist. A butch queen can give you boy, then cunty, then back to boy in less than 17 seconds. You would be a fool to underestimate the butch and the butch queen. You should take my word on that. What's up, Hung Up family? Welcome to another episode of Hung Up Pod Live, a weekly culture and society YouTube podcast show with my good friend, licensed therapist, Tony Purnell. It airs every week on YouTube, Monday at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. The show is produced by the amazing Marquise Richards and also Matt Jackson. Marquis Davon Productions. We in there. Big shout out to my production team. Be sure to follow this podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Hung Up Pod, and also on any podcasting platform. Just search for the Hung Up Podcast. Special thank you to our last two guests on the Hung Up Pod Live YouTube show. First, star of BET Plus American Gangster Trap Queen, certified master life coach, founder and CEO of Woman Unsilenced, Miss Lynette Cookie Williams. Cookie was our first guest. Tony and I had a wonderful time talking with Cookie about the triumphs, the challenges of her life story, which landed her on BET Plus, American Gangster Trap Queen. Lynette's story was just amazing. One for the movies, honestly. Amazing upbringing, had an amazing life, was a mother, and ended up creating an empire, a real estate empire, that unfortunately landed her 10 years in prison. So Cookie, just thank you for coming on to the Hunger Pie live show and sharing your journey, sharing your story. And just dropping so many gems, especially to those listening who are looking for ways to reconnect with the people that they may have lost touch with over time. I'm hung up. And also shout out to our recent guest, Mr. Kyle Prince, a.k.a. KP. KP was our first in-studio guest And that's what you're going to hear on this podcast episode. KP is a model, 
an actor, a host, and he is the creator of Make It a Moment, a YouTube show that he put together earlier this year. So on this podcast episode that you're listening to now, you're going to hear about the coming together of Make It a Moment, um, some challenges that he overcame, how he is making it a space for queer Black men. And Kyle also talks about authenticity, an important component to his YouTube show, Make It a Moment. So I think y'all are going to enjoy. KP is just a wonderful spirit. Um, And it was all vibes. So it was just great to have him in the studio here in Philadelphia. And I hope y'all enjoy that. Continue to send your love, your feedback to hunguppod at gmail.com. And remember, if you have any hungups or hanging ups for the week, send that in too. And Tony and I will include that in the hung up, hanging up game portion of the show. Now, let's get into Make It a Moment with KP. Enjoy. What's up, family? We are so excited to have model, actor, slash, Yes, host. Um, you had your uh, web series, Love at First Night. Yes, and you are also the creator of Making a Moment. Correct. Of a, a new YouTube series. Yes. So everyone, welcome Kyle. But you all, you go by KP, right? I go by KP. It's, yes. It's easier, and that's what all my friends call me. So this KP. is like an inviting in process. So everybody call me KP. Oh, ain't that yes. nice? Yes. yes. To the Hung Up Hot Live stage. Thank welcome. you for having Thank me, you. guys. Thank you for being here, hailing from New York City. <laughs> well, I'm from Jersey, so okay. like it's a okay. it's a hop, skip, and a jump. Like, cause I'm originally from Willingboro, New Jersey, which is like right over the bridge. Uh, Willingboro? Yeah. Willingboro? Are you serious? Yeah. That's so random. Born and raised. Yeah. That's so random. Mm-hmm. I used to work in Willingboro. I didn't. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's you know, so you know the vibes. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are super excited to have you here. Thank you. And this is our first in studio guest. Yes. Oh, so I'm, pop, I'm popping each cherry, y'all. Oh, listen, don't pop it too hard. <laughs> don't pop that thing too hard. Uh-oh. Listen, mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want, you know, it's the, all you right. Know, DM okay. me. What, what, what about that KP? You know? Uh, uh, listen. <laughs> well, a lot of them <laughs> already know about the KP. So okay. that, that's. The KP? Yes. I'm like, oh, okay. Yes. Right. I'll take that. Come on here. Come on. I'll take that. Mm. The brand is alive. Oh, the brand is strong. And you be like randomly on commercials. I watch TV and I'm like, is that? <laughs> it be. It, it be a, you. It was a moment to do when the song, you know. Okay. There we go. Didn't I see you at? Uh, oh, like, was like, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get right into this. Mm. Oh, this interview. Yeah. questions for you. We want okay. to learn more about you. I'm ready. Your mission, your vision. Just tell us a little bit about yourself first. Okay. Well, um, from Willingboro, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, 35 years old, Aquarian. I like long walks on the beach and all that. No, but um, yes. I am, like they said, I did a web series called Love at First Night back in 2016. And um, we had three great seasons of that. Um, me and my co-star, Ramad. Hey, Ramad. And um, that's where I just got inspired for getting in doing mostly media stuff. Like, because before that, I was like really, really scary, just doing a nine to five, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. And then I started doing it, and it was like I fell in love with it. And it was it was like a labor of love, like lightning in a bottle. All yeah. of us came together organically, fed off each other, 
and just created a piece of work that just resonates with so many people. Mm-hmm. So much so to the point where like, even as recently as probably a couple of weeks ago, people were coming up to me as like, at CultureCon, yeah. at CultureCon, okay. um, which is a big nice. convention for black creators and everything. Somebody came up to me and was like, I was 16 and I watched that show first. I'm like, now I'm graduating college and I seen that and it like it was an example and it made me feel seen and it made mm-hmm. me feel heard um, and just made me believe in love and like seeing that example of that and mm-hmm. if it was a lot and meant a lot to me because the same way that that person saw me is how I saw Daryl Stevens from Noah's Ark yes. and during the course of our show we had I had um, an opportunity to sit down and do an interview with him so he saw our show mm-hmm. and was like, I love this. Like, I love this. This is great. And I told him during the, the, um, during the interview that because you were who you were, this is why we can do what we are. And he's like, I didn't even recognize that it was that impactful. I'm like, you never realize Not how much you're impact. In when right, you're in it, because right, you just right. be thinking, like, just going through the motions, like, I got to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. I was like, no, like, because I saw you at 16, 17 years old and was like, I want to do this one day. But that was back in... And, um... <laughs> okay, and there, were, and there wasn't that possibility set. So, like, seeing you do your thing was like, that planted the seed in my head to do that and be Spencer, who was my character on the show. Mm-hmm. And then now to see it passing the torch and make that moment, plug, <laughs> make that moment and inspire me to do the show that I'm doing now, which is pretty much the same thing. Like just giving black queer creators, people in the community, like their flowers and being like, yes, I'm here. I'm doing these things like random commercials and all that. But because you guys made and built community for me to even like navigate through this path let me give back to you because i don't want to get to the top and be by myself you know yes. what i mean so like let's let's just make it a possibility set for everybody to see like you can do it like but wherever you're starting at just be there and just do it and be your authentic self so yeah, yeah. why did you I, I was curious about making a moment why why did you feel like it was necessary to like create this space i know you talked about that um, on your first episode of your show and a few others where you mm-hmm. thought it was really necessary mm-hmm. for you to create a space for other queer um, Black men. Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit. Why do you feel like that was necessary? I feel like just off of my time on Love at First Night, it, it was it was just astonishing to me. Like, so many people were coming up and saying, I feel seen. Gotcha. I feel seen. Because a lot of the... Um, we did a lot of behind-the-scenes conversations before we even started filming. Like, that's how intricate all these conversations were like me and Ramad, uh, we went on actual dates to do chemistry reads and everything just to make sure we got the authenticity of the show. I was going to say that really yeah. showed through on the camera. Right. So, yeah. cause I'm like, first of all, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to do it. Like, let's do, let's it well. do it right. Yes. And it's, I don't want to get on here and tell this story, this amazing story. Um, and, half-ass it you know what I mean so it's like we got really intricate in the conversations in the romantic part just making sure everything was true to life of how we actually live go through our lives with our families with romantic relationships um all these things because we are three-dimensional people I feel like most of the time we look at black gay men in media as like Mm -hmm. one-dimensional you're either this but like you're a hairdresser or your best friend or your some or a tragic, traumatic character, but you don't get a fully fleshed out story. Right. And the beauty of Love at First Night was that it fleshed out the story so much and gave everybody a dynamic. There was no true protagonist or antagonist. It was just where they were at at the moment, you know? Exactly. And I feel like that's what made people resonate with the show. Mm-hmm. And because of the conversations that I had with the audience, I was like, 
y'all really thirsty for this that much? All right, let me, <laughs> let me just let me just create this thing. Three and three seasons later, and yeah. and the beauty of that is, I, I said we started in 2016. This summer, this past summer, I got called into Paramount Plus to do um, a talk uh, for their diversity and inclusion for Pride Month, right? Mm. And they saw it, and they were like, I love this show. I love this show. We have to, like, make some stuff happen with this show to fully flesh, because I'm, like, oh. addicted to all this stuff. And I'm not saying nothing. This is not a confirmation of anything. But, <clears throat> but like, it's still the wonderful fact, to hear that. Right. Watching Stay Absolutely. And I was wondering, I was like, mm. is this the last that we'll hear? Of Love at First Night. TBD. But okay. I would love to, I would love to pick it up in the same way that Noah's Ark. You know how they did the mm-hmm. wedding movie? Like, mm-hmm. I would love to pick it up. But then also, I need everybody to open their purse and yeah. give me the budget that I need. <laughs> well, I mean, you yeah. can tell yeah. us yeah. off camera, you know, about mm-hmm. what your, you know, your plans are. Oh, you yes. Know, you can give us a little secret. You know, we can <laughs> close to y'all. Yeah, but... I can neither confirm <laughs> nor deny any allegations. <laughs> deny. But, but there, there's some things moving. There's some things shaking. Awesome. And I'm just really excited for mm-hmm. the future of Making a Moment, the future of, like, all Black queer creators. Like, just come together. Like, just show up for each other. Yes. You know, it doesn't have to be me versus you or us versus... It's us versus the problem. That's what I... And the I problem that. is yeah. there's... Not enough of us doing these things or operating in these spaces at the high level. So, like, let's strive to do that, yeah. you know? So Yeah, and that's I mean, what we're trying to do here in Philly. You're not yeah. trying, you're doing it. I mean, well, that's, we, that's the yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it was interesting because we, mm-hmm. we did the collaboration and, and some folks were like, well, why y'all doing it together? Mm-hmm. You could be doing this apart. And we were like, nah. Sometimes you, yeah. you collaborate yeah. the mm-hmm. intentional space about building community. Right. And so that's what... Our intention is, it's about me, Eric, yeah. you know, building a sense of community with our community, mm-hmm. for our community. Right. Um, when you were talking about, you know, creating that intentional space, I was just thinking back to my own prayer about, and my own discussion with the God of my understanding is, mm-hmm. I told God to make me the solution to a problem. Mm, come on. And I said, listen, there's a lot of stuff going on. I said, I want, please make me the solution to a problem. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when you have intention and purpose behind something, mm-hmm. and this is my, goes in, into my next question, you mm-hmm. have to be authentic. Absolutely. Yeah. With, did, did I, did I hear you say when I was, we was going back into a lot of research, you had to like revamp making a moment because you didn't feel like your true authenticity right. was coming out. Yeah, because I hated that shit. I hated exactly. that shit. I came up with that first. I'm so, like, just to be frank, I have yeah. been working on this for two years yeah. to get it together. And I'm like, if I'm putting all this time into it, if I have the authentic intention and mm-hmm. authenticity, I don't want to give mm-hmm. you news reporter here at seven. Exactly. I want to give you like key cackle. The I my mind in my mind, I want to have that conversation that we have in our living rooms after the club. Exactly. When I was like, child, you, if we had a time last night, I want everybody to feel like we're all yes. in that hypothetical living room, included in this conversation, mm-hmm. regardless of if you on the best time seller list or if you, if I just met you two minutes ago, like, cause that's how it should be. It shouldn't be a talented 10th type of thing. It's like, if you know, you know, or if you have <laughs> access to this thing, I don't, I don't believe in that because mm-hmm. I treat everybody from the janitor to the CEO mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we should all do that, you know? So, so what does true authenticity look like for making a moment? <sighs> just being a moment. For KP, it's just like, it's not putting on a facade. I'm just at where I'm at right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And the way I try to walk in my talk is just being like, 
Yeah, you see me in a commercial, but bitch, I'm tired right now. The girls are tired. I'm tired. You like, you know, it's 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 a difficult road. There's a lot of doors shut in your face because, like, you know, when you see something so vividly in your mm-hmm. head and you want people to invest exactly. and go into your into your project, like, and see it as much as you see it for yourself. Right. <clears throat> It's a lot of bumps in the road. And I'm not trying to give you like everything is great. Yeah. Like even even let's talk about the commercials. Let's talk let's talk about the commercials. <laughs> I started that back in 2018. I had a nine to five and I was doing love at night at first night at the same time. Some had to give. So fuck that nine to five. I was doing I was doing uh work for this company called Starcom. It was marketing and advertising on the okay. it was great. It was cute in the city. But I was like, I'm not passionate about this. I don't want to do this. I got a call to go to Cape Town to live for like three months. And that was my first agency. So I'm like, I've never been. When am next time I get an invitation to Africa? Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And around that time, um, my one of my grandmothers was like really, really sick. And I'm like, okay, if I go here, I don't know how much time I got left. But I got to do this thing because this opportunity is here, right? And... Before, like, probably a couple weeks before I went out there, she died. And I didn't get a chance to, like, you know, come back and tell her all the stories from Africa and all that. But there was this one mountain that I climbed, like, every Friday. It's um, Lion's Head Mountain. And, I, mind you, never been to this continent before. So whenever I go up there, the higher I get, I feel her presence. Yeah. And I feel God up yeah. there, too, you know? And whenever I got up there, the one message I kept, seeing in the back uh, I kept receiving while I was up there is don't let what you see forget about what I told you meaning what I told you is I promised you this space I promised Mm. you this opportunity all you have to do is show up put in the work sacrifice to get to where you want to be but don't let what you see in front of you forget about what I told you because if it's promised to you it's yours and that was 2018 it is 2022 now I finished Love It First Night season 3 got into commercials commercials I didn't know how let me be very transparent. Talk to the people. When I do shit, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm winging it most of the time, and this is my authenticity. I I make this it. This is look, the authenticity. I don't know yeah. what the fuck I be doing, but I be fi- but I figure it out because don't let what you see forget about what I told you. If I promise you this, this is yours. You will find a way to figure it out. But I also believe there's a t- you can't have a testimony without a test. Yeah. And <clears throat> my first couple commercials, it was like e-commerce, but I was only making like two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you want to make a career out of this and do whatever, and that's fine. But it's like, you have to do this to get here. And now I'm in like seven commercials running simultaneously, making, yeah. 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 I mean, it's cute, but it's also like, that's not it. What, um... What I'm doing was a catalyst to get to this place, to set myself for a foundation for this place so I can create the platform for me and the opportunities that I want to see, but also build a team around me to put them on as well. So, like, we talked about Paramount Plus um, with Love at First Night. That was lightning in a bottle. I couldn't have been got to that place if it wasn't for the people on Come that on. team. Yes. And when I brought got to Paramount Plus, I brought in an artist that I've known for years, a gay, a gay artist, so you can be seen or at least see the room. So you know that this is a possibility for yeah, you to get yeah. there. And that's the moment when you create the moment. It's not about being fab or putting up this facade for people to like believe in. It's about being authentic and walking in your purpose and using your platform to prop people up. Yourself too, because you got to prop yourself. Right. Put your face mask on first, right. Right. but you got to prop others up while you do it because to get life, you got to give life. So, sometimes, you, you right. know, sometimes you bring, you are bringing people through the doors with you. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm going to be honest, on the opposite end, 
everybody can't go where you're about to go. Yeah, I mean, look. Mm-hmm. You don't have the capacity. Harriet Tubman had a shotgun on her back for a reason. Okay, <laughs> and some of y'all niggas would have got shot. Everybody can't go. Some of y'all niggas would have got shot. Everybody can't go. But it's also like learning to shed layers and meeting people later. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I love you, but you can't come with me right now because right you're not now. ready. You're right. not ready for that. Ready I'll circle the block right and be like, "Hey, because right. you, right. you need to meet this version of myself when I get there." Right. And that's a lesson that most of us need to know. But especially in the black community, but especially in the black queer community, mm-hmm. that it's like, I'm yeah, sure you lost some connections or lost some relationships as a result. Let me tell you about lesson. the last year that I've been through. I've lost so many friends. Um, not even lost friends, because they're all lessons. Um, I've reevaluated a lot yeah. of friendships and where I stand and what I'm allowing in my life too. Because yeah. you need to you need to separate to elevate. And some people they like you in this space because they can keep a eye on you and yeah. feel like, oh, okay, because I'm adjacent to them. Exactly. Then exactly. I can come with them too. But if you're not putting the work to grow with me, then you can't go with me. Your ass right. get left behind. Yeah, right. And, right. and it has to be like that. But it's tough. And as a human. As a human, especially being a front-facing person that's going on to all these things, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard because I'm a real nigga at the end of the day. So, like, if I'm yeah. whoever you see, that's who I am. I'm not yeah. putting on no front for you or whatever. And some people can't take that. Your true authenticity is intimidating to them because a lot of people put on facades because they can't be themselves. Right. At this level, you know? But that's not a testament of where you're at. It's a testament of where they're at. Exactly. And, you know, and sometimes you got to get rid of that so you can get to this next level. You got to be around people that you want to be like, you know? I, yeah. I said all iron, sharp, mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron. Yeah. So I, I believe in that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're you're already kind of touching on the next point I wanted to go into, mm-hmm. which was the curveball uh, quote that you said in episode three, mm-hmm. you said that, you know, sometimes life will throw you curveballs, but sometimes you just got to go with it because sometimes right. that curve curveball is trying to teach you a lesson. Mm-hmm. And so you've already touched on that a little bit, especially with friends and this creative process. But I want to get back to the show. Mm-hmm. What kind of curveballs do you feel like you've been thrown in making this show that you feel like you kind of made had to make lemonade out of a lemon? Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's a few, actually. Uh, be open to remixing the idea. Because I have a very, mm-hmm. I am very mm-hmm. vivid and I'm yeah. very specific with what I want to see happen. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't happen in the way that, that I see it in my way. head, be right. open to change. Okay. Because if you're patient, and I am not patient. I'm, you're an Aquarian too. So, okay. so, so we are not patient. Okay. But uh, learning patience and then learning to like let things happen in natural alignment mm-hmm. and not trying to control ideas because this is how you see it and, and you need it like this at this point moment, that's a curveball. Because I'm, I'm so dedicated to ideas sometimes and I'm like, I'm stubborn. But also, like when I learned to let it go, yeah. it's like, it Give yourself some better. grace. Yeah. yeah. I said all the time. Creative like, grace. Everybody deserves <laughs> creative grace. Yeah. Yes. Even in this space. Yeah. Yeah, and oftentimes, oh, oh. <laughs> and oftentimes we need to give it to ourselves. That felt very not, specific. I'm just saying. Yes, creative mm. grace. Creative grace, and oftentimes we need to grant that grace to ourselves yeah, and yeah. or we need to vocalize to other people what mm. that looks like and what we need. Yeah. And oftentimes, and sometimes we don't do that. And that's the curveball too because yeah. I like to do everything myself. It's, it's literally, yeah. fuck it, I'll do it. But like letting people... In on your vision and then also letting them in on who you are and what you Mm -hmm. need in that moment, being vulnerable, which is something black people, black gay people need to learn how to be more vulnerable with each other without judgment. 
because we all need something, but we just don't know how to express it most yeah, of the times. Yeah. But learning how to bring a vision to life and then also just being like, you know what? I need some help. Yeah. I need some help. Look, I... Lit- oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I t- tapped the Mac, but literally, mm-hmm. like, this is kind of like wild to me because mm-hmm. Hunger Pod is something I've been doing by myself with a microphone and a laptop mm-hmm. in my apartment for years. Mm-hmm. And for me to step in and to and be honest with myself and say, you know what, I want this to ever um, elevate, mm-hmm. but I need help. Mm-hmm. And so it grows, like you said, you allow, you trust people mm-hmm. with your vision, but also be open, be open to remixing the idea, to, right? Because yeah. everybody in this room is talented, mm-hmm. gifted, bring their own experiences to the table, mm-hmm. are creators in their own right. right. You know what I mean? So. That that collaboration piece also, you know, it's a little humbling too, it because is. you know you got to be like, oh, all right, I, yeah. I didn't see it that way, but mm-hmm. that might work. Let's 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 do it that way. But I, I think there's there's beauty in the vulnerability, mm-hmm. and I really yeah. want to just read off because I I had to write notes on this moment. You said I want you to feel me more than you see me. Yeah, making a moment is about being imperfect and showing up and being vulnerable and transparent. Mm-hmm. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. You said that right. I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I was there. I was like, no. oh, that was you. Feel right. me more than you see me. Right. Right. Yeah. I want you to feel me more than you can see me. Yeah. Because that true vulnerability. Yeah. Because yeah. we see each other. We see each other all the time, like on your socials and everything. Yeah. We you don't, but you don't feel me because you're not there in that moment. The moment that we see on social media is something that's curated most of the time. Yeah. But you don't know what happened to that moment, making it. The sacrifice to get here, like the shit, I may have had a fucked up day, but you know, I'm gonna get this picture off or I'm gonna show mm-hmm. up and you see the set. Thank you for the compliments, by the way. But I've been conceptualizing that for like weeks, mm-hmm. getting that together to make sure it's like this particular shot and all that. So like, that's the mm. moment and everybody thinks everything's hunky-dory and stuff. And I'm like, no, I've been stressing over this shit for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, you know, it, but that's the thing. Yeah. Like, when you give context to these moments, it makes it even more beautiful. It makes you open to vulnerability. It makes you open to a new possibility set, you know? Because now you know me a little bit better and now you feel me where I'm coming from. Absolutely. Knowing I was stressed the fuck out before <laughs> before I got to this, you and know? And people relate to that. Yeah, yeah. So while you're opening yourself up and mm-hmm. being more vulnerable, it allows people to connect with you exactly. on a much deeper level mm-hmm. which I know is one of your goals with Make It A Moment yeah because I feel, I feel like a lot of people associate me with my work and I'm like there's a, there's more yeah because I'm I, I've heard before I'm like you're so serious all the time. You just do work, work, work. I was like, no, I'm just passionate about the shit that I do. But I'm the most unserious person, like, yeah. ever. Like, I'm <laughs> always cracking jokes and laughing at shit. So, and I think so, yeah. that space provides other people opportunities. When we are vulnerable, mm-hmm. it provides other people space to give you grace as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, just a little insight, just a little bit of insight to what is going on behind the scenes. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, I, I can give Eric a little grace today, you know, because. You don't know what people are dealing with. Mm-hmm. You don't know what happens behind the scenes. And and another thing with that vulnerability, when we look at people being true authentic or having true authenticity and vulnerability, mm-hmm. a lot of the times it stems from this imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. You go back and say, damn, well, X, Y, and Z is doing like this. And then I look at this podcast, they don't like this. Mm-hmm. With you being in this creative space, I'm sure you you see a lot of people doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Did you ever deal with this idea of imposter syndrome? Absolutely. Yes. I be doubting myself all the time. I'm like, am I doing enough? I never feel like I'm doing enough, like ever. But that also goes back to grace and space. 
I always felt like I have to do this thing, I have to accomplish this thing, get to this next level and do whatever. And I just made a conscious decision. Also, I'm Beyonce, by the way. Virgo's in the room. You're <laughs> but like, um, I'm, I'm Beyonce in the way. And I always remember. I, Who's that? Who, who, uh, what? <laughs> um, yeah, keep going. That's my mom. That's my mama. She could tweet. She could do whatever. <laughs> whatever. Okay. But no, I always, I love Beyonce, the businesswoman. And I love Beyonce, the documentarian. And yes, I have yes. them down to a science, everything she said, like every segment. Yeah. And she said something in the year four where the goal isn't bigger, the year is quality. And I, lo- I love it. You, we yeah, got the producers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the year four documentary is Come on. Mm. Sorry, but the hell. No, I've no, never that's... seen it. You know, I'm going to have to go back and look at it again. You should. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, uh, <laughs> but no, the, it's, it's, it's not about bigger. It's about quality. Because the thing is, it's like when we add bells and whistles to everything, like where's the substance behind mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. You can't connect to bells and whistles. You can connect with the person. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want. That's what I want to accomplish. Like even sitting down with you guys today. But I haven't met y'all today. But like I feel like right. we feel each other yeah. more beyond just what you've seen from promos and, mm-hmm. and, and, and all that good stuff. That's just how I want every conversation to feel on the highest level because this that. is possible. Yeah. You know? I love that. Thank you. I, I think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. If we're going to be in this space, then I'm not saying every encounter got to be at this level. Mm-hmm. But when you do your best and you are always giving your best, mm-hmm. you can't judge you. Yeah. Because it's like, damn, I gave my best out. So hey, yeah. that's all it is to do it. Absolutely. If you give your true best. Yeah. You can't even judge you. Right. That's You're your own true. bar. So you you're literally your own bar. Like everybody, people see you. They may not comment. They may not like it, but they see you. I see you. I'm here now. So what's up? (laughs) (laughs) You know. Yo. So let's go into um, episode four. Okay. You talked about this episode focused on. You said, you know what? How can we show up for you? Mm -hmm. I liked how you like. Turn the tables on this episode. It was a little unexpected mm-hmm. because we don't often hear that question <laughs> mm-hmm. from creators mm-hmm. talking to their audience. Right. Um, so I, I did appreciate that. You talked about the importance um, of vocally expressing what you need and 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 how to be loved. Mm-hmm. And so my question for you is: um, What if you? What if you're in a phase, some people don't know what they need. Some people may feel like, wow, I'm lacking or I, I might need something, but I, I can't quite put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. People ask other people all the time, what is it that you need? Mm-hmm. A lot of times they just say, oh, I'm good. You know, oh, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's a symptom of you really just not knowing. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone who just may, 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 may be in a phase of not knowing? Yeah, just sit down with yourself. Sit down with yourself. Be honest with yourself about what you want, not what you're conditioned to want, not to settle for something that you feel like you should want. Just sit down with yourself. What do you want? Have a real nigga conversation with yourself. Ooh, a real nigga conversation. Yeah, like, what do I want? Do I, like I want to fuck right now? Okay, cool. Do I want some affection? Cool. Like, you know, just be honest with what you well, want. That, because got, when you're that honest, got our one. Right. <laughs> our one that audience. got the audience up. I know that's Yeah, right. like, all right. All right. We got an <laughs> audience tonight, y'all. It'd it be like that because it's, it's like we have this romanticized version of what we feel like intimacy and relationship should be. It's, no, it's whatever you want. Like, whatever you want is whatever you want. And I liked how you talked about the moment. Yeah. What do you need right now in this moment? Because yeah. what Tony may need right now 
may not be what you need in three hours. Exactly. And so, it'd be like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It truly be, It's the moment. Oof. Wow. That just gave me chills. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, make it a moment. This vision, mm-hmm. this mission that you had, it is needed in this space. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, yes. I, I really appreciate you being intentional about creating this space for people who look like us. Mm-hmm. People who go through the same experiences as us. And people who can relate. And maybe if you don't relate, mm-hmm. you know, I can be a voice for somebody who does not have a voice. Yeah. And so every opportunity is an opportunity to make it a moment. And this you did that. Moment. That was cute. <laughs> I, 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 I like that. I, that felt very Oprah. I, li- I like that. I think it's the Aquarius that's, vibe that's right here. I, I mean, if you know, you, you know. know. It's the Aquarius vibe. And, yes. Know, um, I want to make a moment. Can you can you get something that's under my coat, Matt, for for our guests here? Yes. Under oh. my coat. Yes, oh. because we're gonna make a moment right now, and um, we just want to say thank you for okay. coming here. Yeah, and take that, take that bottle out. That ain't. You know, <laughs> oh, I'm about to say shit. I'm, I'm with yeah, the shit too. So, right, like, Kyle, like you can yeah. leave that in there. Oh, no, yeah, give you can give it all. You know, Thank you. Know, <laughs> because we, I want you to, you to know, t- uh, no, take that out and just give me the van. Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh. Thank oh. you. I, I mm. need that. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know. Um, you got. Oh, you got our AP shook. I want you to know that this is a a moment for you. And so wherever you go, mm-hmm. I want you to know that you are light. Oh, thank and you. And the light resides wherever you are at. Oh, listen. And so he has a piece of hung up. He has a piece of light wherever he goes. Oh. And this is for you. Thank okay? you so much. And you know I love hoodies. So, like, it's always hoodie season. It's hoodie season. Oh, it's Absolutely. Season. Period. And so. And what size y'all give me? Hold on. Okay, you ain't try it. Okay. <laughs> I said you coming the wrong size. Said, no, 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 that's small. I was like, well, let's. I, I, no, I no, 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 us know and also let the people know that are watching where they can find you okay and how they can support you well um i can currently be seen on <laughs> on, on you okay but <laughs> um uh, my youtube channel um it's making a moment uh you can go on my instagram making a moment dot official it's also the same on tiktok um i'm creating experiences and this is this is literally a labor of love i'm putting everything into it so um, I appreciate everything. All your words, like just having me on the show and everything. It's it's a moment. And, yes. <laughs> but yeah, you can um, you can follow me there or my my uh, personal page KP underscore official number one. And right. that is a moment with mm-hmm. the Hunger Pod Live show. This was great. Yes, I am Tony Purnell. Philly's favorite psychotherapist, <laughs> and I'm Eric Cole, life coach and host. Thank you for another episode of Hung Up Pod Live. All right, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. (laughs) All right, so I'm currently hung up on Rihanna coming back to music because she's been the Avon lady for way too long. I didn't like that. So now we can get some Ella Ella A's and then she's coming back to the Super Bowl. And then the Fenty uh, Fenty show is coming out November. Hello? Hung up on it. Love it. So I'm hanging up on those Minaj lady uh, rants every week that we get. I'm over it. I wish she would act like a legend because she is a legend. And it's like, imagine being a 40-year-old arguing with 23-year-olds over anything. But Minaj, lovely gowns, 
great songs, but I'm over the antics. 